What's up, Internet? My name's Nerdy. And I'm Clary. Happy Thor 4 Day. That's right. They dropped a trailer on us. We might talk about it here. But <clears throat> on our YouTube, we have our full trailer reaction up. So definitely go watch that. But also watch this. Don't like watch this first and then, well, well <laughs> maybe watch that first. It's shorter. Anyway, we get Nerdy Nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. <laughs> is right welcome back to the nightly morning show it has been three weeks since we did an episode of the show yeah we got covid we got covid the rona finally caught us after like two years yeah. and uh, and it was it's rough we're like still sick yeah i i want to start the show with the question we always start with how you doing clarus i'm pretty with, good with the caveat i also want to hear what what did you think of your covid experience Oh, my COVID experience yeah. going on. Um, I'm pretty good. I'm like, I was so sick. Like, yeah. people are like, it's a mild cold. I'm like, uh, that's like one of the sickest I've ever been in my life. Yeah. Um, but cool. All right. Sure. I'm glad that you think so. Um, well, everyone's experience is different, right? I know, so like there are a lot of people who don't have symptoms and I know. we did. And... and we just, I guess we just got unlucky. Well, I have asthma, so I'm not surprised. I yeah, I, I have don't. A, I have a lifelong respiratory condition, and then my respiratory condition got worsened by a respiratory disease. And I'm just unlucky. No. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm feeling much better. Thankfully, still like a little bit of like a cough. Mm -hmm. Still have like a bit of that like COVID brain. Like sometimes it just like stops, and I'm like, I don't, I can't. I'm gonna go lie down. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's uh. It's all good on the mend. Excited to pop over to Calgary. Yeah, we're only we y'all. We are leaving for my hometown for my big birthday trip mm -hmm. on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. This trip has sprung up out of the ground in us. It yeah. just like appeared one day. It was we, like boom. Because we lost all of April <clears throat> to being sick and yeah, like just like crying. <laughs> we had so many plans. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so many plans, and COVID came in and was like, "Hold my beer." How are you feeling? I, I still have a cough. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, I'm, we're, we're past the point where we're contagious. Like, I'm, I'm fine. But mm -hmm. like I said, I have asthma. Uh, and so I've been having like asthmatic symptoms yeah. uh, ever since, which has been very frustrating. I like, my asthma has been pretty under control the last few years. Mm -hmm. uh, and then this kind of, I, I'm having like a flare up of it because of the COVID, which yeah. is unfortunate. Um, uh, Hardcore Soft Popcorn in the chat asks, how about taste and smell? I never lost that. No, no, I didn't. <coughs> Thankfully. Yeah. I heard that, that if you lose that, sometimes it takes like months to come back. So. Yeah. Which but. would be nice, honestly. Because, well, here's the thing. Like, I want to lose weight right now. And so if I can't you taste can't anything. taste the ice cream. I won't eat it. It's not right? worth it. Yeah, So yeah. I, you know, of the symptoms I did get, I would trade basically any of them for that at this point. Um, yeah. Those body aches, you can have them right back. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no, definitely feeling better now. You know, mm -hmm. we're on the other side of it. Um, but yeah, it was it was rough. It was rough, especially yeah. you know. I'm so glad I'm vaccinated because who knows how bad it would have been if I wasn't as yeah. an asthmatic person. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Anyway, moving on from that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we got a Thor and non-binary friends. So I want to leave y'all out. Uh, we got a Thor four trailer. We did. We woke up this morning. We're getting ready for the morning show. Nerdy runs upstairs like, babe, 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 how fast can you be ready? I was mm -hmm. like, uh, there's a trailer. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even get up the stairs. I, I yelled it from the couch. That's true. That's yeah. True. And uh, you got ready fast. And we it recorded is. it. It's about to go live in one minute. Yes. So we're going to post a link. 
for all of y'all to go give a like really quickly too. Yeah, just pop on over there, boost it in the algorithm, and then come back for the show. Yeah, yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna get through the morning show as always. <laughs> uh, I really like the trailer. I thought it was good. Uh, I'm really excited for that movie. But if you want my full thoughts, they'll be in that video. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, should we get into the stuff we want to talk about in this video? Absolutely. Uh, obviously the big news of the week. Oops, I just broke everything. <laughs> I didn't have time. So because of the Thor trailer, I didn't have time to set up the um, stream deck. Mm-hmm. So we're doing this the old-fashioned way. Uh, Twitter, <clears throat> dropping a poison pill on Elon Musk. Oh, no. Yeah, so last week, Elon Musk uh, offered, but more threatened, to buy Twitter for $43 billion. Yeah. And the response from the Twitter employees was like, oh, no, please, God, no. Yeah. <laughs> please. we No, we don't want that. Uh, and t- uh, Twitter's response has been... We'll take a look at the offer. We have to look at it seriously for our shareholders. It is illegal for to them not. to not consider it, which I think is bad capitalism. Yeah, that's um, so weird. Yeah, if if the if someone offers you something so good for your shareholders but bad for your product, you have to take it or else you are being financially irresponsible to your shareholders, which as a corporation is your number one interest. And so to legally protect shareholders from bad business decisions... But I thought corporations were considered people. Only only when they want to be. Ah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Only when it benefits them. Gotcha. Uh, And so Twitter's response uh, has been a really interesting play here, where they have essentially dropped what is called a poison pill maneuver, which is that they have created a series of systems in which... If Elon were to try and do a hostile takeover, they could sell stock to interested parties for less to combat his potential power within the space, right? So they can essentially offload cheap stock to other billionaires. Why don't they just not sell it? They, well, no, but he, because he'll find people, like Twitter is owned by so many people that he just needs to buy little pockets of Twitter from a bunch of people to eventually get to a point where he has a controlling stake. And so the goal oh. is to make sure that they can sell stakes around to people. It's, 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 this is yeah. so ridiculous. It's, it's nonsense, but it is their only move really to combat his attempt to buy the company. I hate rich people. Yeah. I hate the stock market. I hate stocks. I like, I get why we have them sort of sometimes. But... I don't, but, <clears throat> I've, but I do I've hate... never looked into it. So, yeah. um, do you think Twitter would immediately get worse when Elon took over or like just gradually? I don't I don't know how it would immediately get worse. It's already a pretty bad place to be. Uh well, it depends on like it depends on where you're at in Twitter. <clears throat> like I, I don't know, I follow spent... people that like I enjoy their content and so for me, Twitter is mostly like pretty awesome. I spent most of last week being told that cozy streamers are red flags because they allow racists in their community so my experience on twitter this week has been very odd here's the thing about that though is i'm not following the people who are saying that i'm following the people that are responding to it and the response is always like be whatever you want to be and so i don't actually see the people that are like cozy is bad i see the people that are like hey if you want to be cozy be cozy you do you and you whatever oh sure but i'm seeing that in the quote tweet where everyone's arguing about it and like a lot of the people i follow being like oh so because i'm a cozy streamer and look here's the thing i don't think anyone's a cozy streamer i think that that's like a weird tag that doesn't apply to anything i i I don't think that you can be a cozy streamer like what does that even mean 
right? Because uh, it's just like chill vibes, like more like relaxed. Okay, but I, guess. I go into co I go into cozy streamer vibes, and they're playing Stardew, but they're like naming their cat like Pussy Drippins, and I'm like, I guess this is cozy, but also like wildly inappropriate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I understand. Cozy is such an arbitrary idea. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But like, Fanta calls herself a cozy streamer. And she I talks have, about edging all the time. Fanta has explained edging on stream more than any other person alive. You know what I mean? And so yeah. just, it's it's one of those things where I think that like the whole concept of cozy has been so overblown. It doesn't and, mean anything. It's just an arbitrary label for people to It doesn't to be mean like, anything as a whole. It means something yeah. to individual people. Yeah, but it means something different to everybody. And so it's right. like, and, and so the argument that matter. all cozy streamers fit into one category when everybody's idea of cozy is different is what is so silly about the Twitter oh, argument. Oh, God, yeah. It's, like, it's, my idea of cozy is, like, blowing people up in Halo. Like, like, I find that comforting. Yeah, my idea of cozy would be, like, somebody, like, Drawing with like chill music on in the background. Like I, I hope Fanta I mean? watches the anime as well. <laughs> she doesn't. Uh, she was on this once. Remember? She she was our first guest. She was on our the very American first show. guest. We haven't had a guest on the show in a long time. Mm. Um, but uh, no, Fanta is my daughter, and so she doesn't watch any of my content because it embarrasses her. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah okay. But no, but like you know, like I think that Twitter is a place where harsh. The the reason we got to cozy streamers from Twitter news is that Twitter is a place where these harsh arguments where people are, are just making generalizations and are so far on either side of a spectrum, mm -hmm. they're arguing about the word cozy. Like, it's it, to me, the whole thing was so stupid. Yeah. The biggest problem with Twitter is that <clears throat> people who are looking for engagement and attention will do so by saying anything saying anything without context <clears throat> without even backing stuff up and that and then and it makes people angry like twitter exists to make people angry because yeah. people want attention but if you give if you give elon musk the levers of control on that right mm -hmm. this man who says that he champions free speech i don't know that he actually does he seems to be champion free speech that he likes mm -hmm. um he will take yeah, he the, he'll take off the few levers that are keeping the worst of the worst off of Twitter. Yeah. And honestly, I think that he he thinks he'll be unlocking potential. I think he will essentially be turning Twitter into um oh my god, what is that what is that um right wing social media? It's the like Rabble. I don't know. Is it called Rabble? I, I, but I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember what it's called. And, like, I went on there. You have to, like, sign, like, apply to be yeah. in, in it. Yeah. No, Trump's one is called Truth. Oh. Trump's one is called Truth, but that one, I, I don't think that one really took off. It's called, like, Rabble, or maybe it's called Rumble? What is, what is that right-wing? I can't say I keep up with, like, right-wing social media apps. Maybe it's called Rumble. Yeah, I don't think, like... <sighs> Yeah, I, I really don't think Elon taking <clears throat> over... Oh, yeah, it's called Rumble. Rumble, okay. Yeah, and, like, Rumble is literally a cesspool. I mean, yeah, from the front page, I can literally see that <coughs> right now. Yeah. Viral. What mom proves that firstborn daughters... Oh, my God, what? <laughs> yeah, and so, like, you're just going to turn into these kind of sites where the only people that go on them are, like, the harshest right wing. Pedos are literally everywhere. Wow, what a... Yeah, yeah. What a, what a place to be. Yeah, I really hope that's not what Twitter turns into. Well, but it, why wouldn't it, right? Like, yeah, if, oh, yeah. If, if anyone can say anything and we just are dealing with, like, nonsense all the time on Twitter... 
why would anyone stay here? You know what I mean? If, if you're going to take off what few limitations there are on misinformation, yeah. journalists will leave. Well, and that's... Journalists will find another place to aggregate online. And yes. journalism is the... I, I know that people don't want to believe this, but journalists being on Twitter is the backbone of Twitter because that's what makes it the town square. If those people yeah. leave, we're screwed. And people come for news. Like, the, the problem is that if Twitter starts to get, like, a little bit worse, it's just a crazy slippery slope. Mm-hmm. And, that, like, that's, that's the scariest part of it is how fast the decline will be. Because you'll have the you'll have the people allowed on who are shitty attention seekers who post whatever they want and say whatever they want and 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 don't give a crap. And then when that's all you start to see, and when that's all that's on your timeline, the people who actually give a like give a shit about integrity, they're just gonna leave. And, well, and, and it'll just and be unpleasant too. Yeah. It's not even just the integrity of it, right? It's it, it'll just get to the point where like if you can say anything on this platform. Mm-hmm. people will leave it oh yeah, yeah yeah and twitter is already like old person social media right like twitter yeah but it is i think facebook is but... no facebook is like the oldest of old and right. then twitter is going that way because it's just like the natural evolution of social media right like tiktok is where young people are yeah twitter has to find a way to bring in young people and i'm i, I just i don't think that playing to the ultra conservative crowd is the right move long term Yep. I don't know. I, I just think Elon Musk's idea of Twitter is a worse place than an, uh, than a site that most people already consider a not great place to be. Yeah, it's like, I really don't think that you should be allowed to have a platform where you, where you can say whatever you want mm-hmm. with a, a, and misinform people on purpose and rile them up. Like, that is, I think, so dangerous. And, I, I, <clears> like, <throat> I think, yeah, I think it just is going to make... Every like the problems that we have, especially in America, are just going to get amplified and become worse. A thousand percent, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I I don't think that Elon Musk is the person who's going to solve that. Unfortunately, why can't he just go <laughs> away? Like what? Because like, he's the richest man alive. But that's what I mean. He has all the money. He won. No, he hasn't yet. He wants to get to Mars. Elon Musk. <clears throat> Look, I disagree with Elon Musk on a lot of things, right? And I don't think Elon Musk is necessarily a good person. <laughs> Because of the whole... The, the pedophile Thailand diver situation was wild to me. There's a lot Elon Musk's yeah. desire to colonize Mars to save humanity is his... I, I think is like the underpinning goal of his life. And yeah, he wants to be like a messiah savior figure for people. I don't even think... I don't know if... Well, maybe a little bit. But like I think maybe that for him, bit. the science of it is fascinating, right? And I think that if you're if you're looking at global warming and you're going, we have to get off the planet... And you have the money to do that. I think that Elon Musk is maybe doing the right thing in that way. Has the money already? Why does he need to buy Twitter? Well, because in his mind, he thinks that free speech is being threatened, and he is adamant that free speech is important. Free speech. Well, yeah, I know. It's I know. know. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. tough. It's a tough situation. I we're not going to solve it here. I just I I'm I hope Twitter I hope Twitter wins. And Elon Musk loses on this one. Yeah. Um. But also, like, he, who knows if he even has the actual liquidity to buy Twitter for $43 billion, which I think is hilarious. So, I don't know. I don't know, y'all. Who knows? Um. Let's let's move on to another story, because honestly, I don't care anymore. Yeah, I just, it's rich people trying to make the world worse. <laughs> Warner Brothers and Discovery have merged. It is happening. It is happening. And that means that uh, fans of the DC properties are very intrigued by the ongoing conversation of whether or not 
the DCEU will continue in its current form. Maybe yeah. Discovery will come in, take over the company, and bring back... You've heard it here first, folks. No, I'm kidding. Everyone's talking about this. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Will we finally restore the Snyderverse? As so many people want. Will we see Batman impregnate Lois Lane while Superman's dead? And then what? Superman will die saving Lois so that she can birth Batman's baby who can grow up to be Batman. Yeah, that's the plot that Zack Snyder wants to tell. Why? I don't know. Anyway, uh, no, that's not going to happen. Warner Brothers Discovery, though, does think that certain characters, like Superman, have been languishing, <clears throat> languishing under Warner's former control. Uh, and so I want to ask you, uh, who who do you think as a DC character has been languishing that Warner Discovery is going to bring to the forefront? Uh, I know. <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I think Superman's the right call. Um, I think Superman yeah. is, I, I, it is insane to me that we have not gotten a Man of Steel 2. Man of Steel, in my opinion, is still probably like the best setup for uh, a character to make a billion dollars in the DC EU. Mm -hmm. Obviously, um, Joker did it uh, and um, Aquaman did it. But uh, I think Green Lantern, yeah, uh, Sir Jim Rice is right. Green Lantern and Mike McCarthy. Green Lantern is a really good call. Um, Hot Girl? I don't know that Hot Girl's languishing. I think Hot Girl is tough. They did Hot Girl on CW. Just sounds like Hot Girl. The question is not languishing, Eric, but the question would be amazing. Like, the question would be such a good pull. Um, I know that uh, Kevin Smith would love to do the question. That's, like, his favorite superhero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I, I think that a lot of... I, I You know, I, it's tough, right? Like, I think that Batman has been languishing under Warner Brothers for the few years. Mm -hmm. Just because of, like, real-world stuff. I think it's tough... <laughs> For Batman right now, obviously the Batman just came out, but yeah. it, that's not in the DCEU. And I think that Warner Brothers' decision to make the Bat characters so separate from each other is, is is tough for like franchise potential. Yeah, right. Like the success of Joker means nothing for the success of the Batman. And so if you're trying yeah. to build this like franchise, making the movies inherently disconnected seems like such a weird choice. And I can understand Discovery coming in and being like, "Hey." Hey, we need to talk. We need to make money. Like yeah. it's it's great. The Batman's good. I'm glad that critics like it. But why why is the Batman not making a billion dollars every time? You know what I mean? Like yeah. how how are we not hitting a billion dollars with a Batman movie? What are we doing wrong? In a decade, it has been a decade since a Batman movie made a billion dollars. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Marvel has hit a billion dollars with a superhero every year since then. Like you know what I mean? So it's it's kind of crazy that Batman hasn't hit a billion in a decade. Yeah, and Joker did. And granted, Bruce Wayne is in that movie in a scene but it's kind of crazy right yeah um mike mcgarthy says brightest day and blackest night would make a great story arc for the dceu oh wow ah uh, you can't do it right it's so expensive oh yeah too many characters brightest mm. day so blackest night is um blackest night essentially is here's the problem with that you would have to set up so many lanterns Blackest oh, Night is gotcha. the Black Rings come out. Because mm -hmm. basically, like, Brightest Day sets up that there's a bunch of... Or no, is it Black Night first? I, I, the, the premise is that there are all these colored rings that do different things, right? Um, green is hope. Or uh, green is will, sorry. Um, and there's a black ring that starts bringing superheroes who are dead back to life as zombie versions of themselves. And they start taking over the universe. Marvel zombies. Um yeah, but on, like, like on such a bigger scale, uh -huh. like, on the biggest scale you can imagine. Like, mm -hmm. it brings back 
everybody. It's mm -hmm. crazy, and it's so good. And I, I just, I, I would rather see that as like an animated series like um, Young Justice right. that can really do it justice. Where a, li a live so it'd action be so expensive. It would be expensive, and you would just have to cut so much of it. You would also have to set it up, like like <sighs> Marvel set up Infinity War and Endgame for yeah. years, right? That's something that we wouldn't see for fifteen years. You know yeah, because you would have to care about yeah. the 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 thing about Blackest Night that works so well is that the heroes that come back hurt to it hurts to see them as villains. Yes. And because you love them. And if you've never met them, you'd be like, All right, I mean, yeah, that's a dead Aquaman, I guess. Like, who Darn. gives a crap? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's a dead Star Sapphire. I guess that matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that would be tough. That would be, like, a very long-term goal <laughs> that they would have to have. But it's, I'm not saying it couldn't work, but... Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think, honestly, Warner Discovery is going to scrap a bunch of stuff. I think they're going to come in. I think that a lot of stuff that we've heard about happening isn't going to happen. Black Adam will come out. Um, that one's done. Shazam 2 is super safe. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm excited um, for that. I think that The Flash is going to be a weird question. Right? Like, I really... I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens with The Flash. Obviously, Ezra Miller... You think Ezra Miller is going to do anything ever again? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. People will, people will forgive them, but they are... I, 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 Ezra Miller is just a problem. Yeah. Ezra Miller is a problem that... I don't know how they solve because they've already shot the whole movie. They've done reshoots on the movie already. Yeah, no, I mean, they have to put it out. But, like, I don't think you move forward with, that. like... It... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Because I think that Ezra is going to be toxic. Yeah. Although, like, <clears throat> we're going to talk about Fantastic Beasts 3. Fantastic Beasts 3 made some money this weekend. It didn't make much, but it made... Well, it made a lot compared to other movies, but it didn't make much for that franchise. Yeah. So, and, you know, they, they definitely hid Ezra Miller from the marketing of that. Um, they weren't invited, or maybe they were invited, but they didn't go to the premiere. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I, I do wonder what happens with The Flash, because The Flash movie is supposed to reboot the DCEU. Like, The Flash movie is supposed to be their chance to move on from everything that they've done so far yeah, he's and create like something new. the center point of it. Yeah, And so unless are. he, or sorry, uh, they are. So unless they die at the end of, or uh, he, The Flash, so unless The Flash dies in the movie... Like, yeah. he, like, he, he, like, the Flash has to be the center point of, sorry, I'm, like, trying to talk about the character and the actor. Yeah, so, because the, the character is he. <laughs> the character yeah, is yeah. he, him, yes, and yeah. Ezra Miller goes by they, them. But the Flash, he is, if he is rebooting the universe, mm -hmm. he either has to be the center pillar of it or he has to die. Yeah. That's tough. Well, and, and what's, you could just do, you could pull a Barry Allen from the comics and... Kill him. Well, yeah, the, Barry the, Allen dies, the, right? The most important thing Barry Allen ever did before Flash Rebirth was die. The yeah. most interesting thing he ever did was die. So it works perfectly. They never... And honestly, like, I love... I love Flash Rebirth. I think it's a great comic. Shouldn't have happened. He should have never been brought back. He oh, should have stayed dead. Stayed Barry dead. Allen should have joined Uncle Ben in the, 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 the pantheon memorial, of dead yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we don't come back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But they brought him back. And so we do have him now, but yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't Warner Warner Discovery is such a weird position to be in yeah. because what franchises do you have that are in good shape? Right? Like <clears throat> the Batman maybe Not bad. Not bad. You maybe. know, there's something there. And I think like they did set up <coughs> pretty well for at least two more movies. 
with that. Like, yeah, but it, it, I can totally see it happening. Do you continue a movie franchise? If you're Warner Discovery, yeah. do you continue a movie franchise that you can't spin things off of? Except like HBO Max shows. They could do a uh, Catwoman. As a movie by herself? Hell yeah, I would, I would watch her. What's the anyway. plot of it though? I, the, I, uh, that depends on where, I guess, her story goes. Right? Like, does she go to Bloodhaven and become a superhero? Like, like, and this, this becomes the problem, right? Is it becomes the Morbius problem of like, why are we making a movie about Morbius? Yeah. The most interesting thing about Morbius is that he's a Spider-Man villain. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I'm, I'm not saying that you can't make a Catwoman movie. I just think I would want a Catwoman movie in a slightly more fantastical universe. Otherwise, we're just watching Zoe Kravitz be a petty thief, which is fun. Like, and it, she's great. She would give a great performance. I mean, yeah, I would. Is honestly... that going to be a billion-dollar movie though? Here's the thing. I love Ant Man. I would totally watch like a Catwoman heist, like kind of. But Ant Man is fantastic. But that's that's a hundred percent my point, right? Ant Man is allowed to be fantastical and fun. Mm. Catwoman is in this universe is just dark yeah and like and if they're gonna bring someone in and change the tone and maybe like maybe make it a little bit more fun i think that you could do it they could do like an origins kind of deal but i almost feel like we like her in the batman was a little bit of her origins like a thousand percent yeah you know like i don't think she'd done a ton before then so yeah it's no it's tough i think that if they're doing batman they kind of have like two more batman movies and other than that Everything else kind of... You're not going to introduce Superman in that universe. You're not going to introduce no. the Flash to that universe, right? Like, it would just be... There's no, like, magic, fantastical stuff, really, in the in the Batman that came out. Like... Nothing. Not no. at all. Like, it's very grounded in, like, reality. And yeah. it's, you know... Um, <laughs> Caleb Richardson says the MonsterVerse is going <laughs> strong. They have an Apple TV Plus show on the way. That's not going strong. <laughs> that, that's continuing... But it's not going strong, right? Yeah. Although, actually, the MonsterVerse... Wait, the MonsterVerse... Are you talking about, like, the the Universal Monsters or the King Kong Godzilla-verse? What if they did a live-action... Because those are different. And maybe people would hate this because of how good it was. But, like, a live-action Young Justice. God, I would be so happy. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so... Young Justice is rad. Well, that's what that's what I mean. It's a beloved thing. It might be something they have their eye on because it was successful. A lot of people love it. And and they can hire a bunch of, like, younger, up-and-coming, or, like, kind of on the cusp actors and the really problem, have that push but, to, like, make a But the problem with that is they're making Titans. Like, they literally have that show. Which is so bad. <clears throat> well, it's fine. It's... Sometimes. <clears throat> some episodes are good and some episodes are not good, but... Mm-hmm. Although that first episode of season three, I did not like. Um, the you are they're already doing that. They're yeah. just doing it in a way that's not connected. And this is my problem, right? They they have all these shows happening. They have just, so much coming out. None of it connects to anything, and no one's really watching all of it. But that's what I mean. Like if they're merging like this, and they're th- and they're rethinking structure and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe maybe some things get shut down. You know, maybe <clears> things <throat> get shuffled around, canceled, rebooted, or whatever it needs to be. But, like, <clears throat> you know, they now have new people in the company. They're going to have to, like, figure out what that means for everybody moving forward. Yeah. So. I think ultimately that's where it is, right? I, I just think that, like, 
the CW just announced they're doing a Gotham Knights show, right? Mm -hmm. Does that actually go all the way? I don't know. But, like, what what happens to the CW might get bought? They're trying to sell the CW. Do we keep getting these shows on the CW, right? Yeah. That's the question over there. So, I don't know. This is a mess. It's a mess. We have, like, four different active universes. We have four different active live-action DC universes right now, right? We have the Snyderverse that he started that is no longer the Snyderverse, but it's still, like, you know, the, the DCU Snyderverse. We have the Titans universe. We have... I guess Doom Patrol, Doom Patrol is just its own show. I'm not going to call that a universe. All we right. have the CW-verse, right? Um, and then we have the Batman-verse. So we literally have four ongoing live-action stories being told with the same characters right now. And the Batman is the only one that's well-reviewed. Yeah, no, you're right. Right? Yeah. Consistently. Obviously, there are good DCU reviews. Superman and Lois has been pretty well-reviewed for the CW, right? Yeah. Like, there, there are good properties in each of them. But we have four universes right now that they're trying to not connect that are telling the exact same stories. I tweeted about this last night. I'm They're making a Gotham Knights TV show about the Gotham Knights after Batman dies, mm-hmm. right? In the same year that we are getting a Gotham Knights video game about the Gotham Knights after Batman dies. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you telling the exact same story with the literal foils of the same characters? Yeah. Obviously, like, the, the TV show is going to be about Carrie Kelly and this new, um, a new Batman, you know, and, and Darla Dent and, um, uh, spoiler. Like, so, and then the, the video game is going to be the traditional ones, which is, uh, Nightwing red hood red robin and batgirl why are you doing those two things at the same time they're the same story in two different mediums maybe they'll just keep remaking suicide squad and adding like a new word to it so we had suicide Uh, Suicide squad Squad. the suicide squad (coughs) our suicide squad your suicide squad (laughs) more suicide squad i like more suicide oh my god could you imagine that would actually Mm. be very funny yeah, and so, that's good marketing. You you can have that, Warner. And so that's just, but like that's what it feels like this universe is doing right now. It's just like let's just whatever, just like just make stuff. Yeah. And then they then they're confused when they don't make a billion dollars, and I'm like, well, nobody cares. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to care. Yeah, no one's invested in the world like they are with Marvel because Marvel is like an entire world that like is intertwined. Like, yeah, people care about it mm-hmm. and. Yeah, DC has not figured that out. <laughs> I like Monkey says she they suicide squad. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, or we get another suicide squad movie titled set in the Batman universe titled Task Force X. Hmm. I I would I it would be boring. What would a Task Force X in that universe be? In with that Batman. It would be a bunch of serial killers. Yeah. If nobody has It'd be like what's the point of Suicide minds. Squad if nobody has superpowers? Yeah. Right? What? Why? I mean, why? I, I enjoyed Criminal Minds. That one. Criminal Minds aren't, they're not prisoners. No, they're but they're like detectives and you could just make them like not good people. Yeah, but what would be the point? I don't know. Right? Like, like two suicides, two squad. <laughs> two suicide, two squad. Well done. Well done. And then we'll get, and then when we get late enough, it'll just be like much, Suicide 7 much, and Squad 9. Much Suicide, very squad. I can't. Much Suicide Squad. You guys are very funny. funny. <clears throat> but here's the problem with, here's the problem with the Suicide Squad in the Batman universe. The unalive squad. It's what? Who would it be? Who, who realistically could exist in that universe? Zaz? 
uh, Black Mask, I guess. <clears throat> Maybe Bronze Tiger? Like, you're, you're looking at a team of, like, martial artists and serial killers. And that's it, right? The Suicide Squad is fun. Like, Harley obviously doesn't have powers, but she's super powered. She's basically, like... But, like, Boomerang has, um, uh, um, he's, has, like, crazy boomerangs. That if you were to introduce Boomerang in that Batman universe, you'd be like, well, that, that seems silly. In the Batman universe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Riddler's just basically Ted Bundy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I, I don't think you could do it. Yeah. I don't think it'd be very good. Suicide Squad in the Chamber of Secrets. Oh, God. Oh, the Suicide of the Squad is would be a good title. I would love to make a series of YouTube shorts of just, like, Suicide Squad crossovers with, like, other yeah. random movie things. It'd be very funny. Kamal Taylor says, if you look at HBO Max, there's just a collection of different DC movies that don't connect, and they're so great to watch. I love the idea of not sticking to the same formula. I like the idea of it. It's not necessarily about formula. And I know people talk about the Marvel formula and they have what they do and, like, that's fine. Like, I don't need a bunch of DC movies to follow the same formula. It's just right now everything is so disjointed that with this merger, like, what are they going to do with the content that they have? Like, where are they going with this? What's next? What's moving forward? I don't think it's even that for them, right? I think that they're. I think that the Discovery team is taking over, right? I yeah. think that most in the merger, the majority of the executives being kept on are Discovery executives. Warner executives are being pushed out the door a little bit. Yeah. And the truth of that is that the Warner executives are going to come in and go, "Why aren't you making money? Yeah. You own the biggest characters on the planet. Why aren't you making money? Yeah. Why is this not a money printing factory?" How are you messing this up? Yeah. And it's not hard to see how they're messing it up. Yeah. The Suicide Squad was terribly marketed. It's a great movie. Yeah. It made no money. Yeah. It was a financial failure, despite yeah. being one of my favorite movies of last year. Yeah. The Batman did not hit a billion dollars. Yeah. Now, to be fair, you do have to factor COVID into these things. There's always that that they can use as the, like, oh, but COVID. I think that you can for Suicide Squad. I don't think you can for the Batman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like, that, I, the Batman is not a movie made to make a billion dollars. I agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. But these companies are, this is not about what I think the movie should look like. Yeah. I will happily watch a $10 million Batman movie if it's great. I don't care about that. Yeah. My point is that the Discovery executives who are taking over this company are going to come in and go, why are you making this? It's not making money. Yeah. And that's what's going to matter to them, right? They're not going to give a shit about the quality of the films. They are in the sense that good movies make money, right? But they're not coming in and going, why are you... Let's just keep making stuff that nobody watches. Yeah. And I think that stuff that I love is going to fall in this, right? I think that Doom Patrol is a tough sell in the merger. It is weird. It is wonderful, but it is weird and yeah. it is niche. And I'm that's a show that I'm worried is going to go away in the merger because I don't think that they're going to look at it and go, this is financially crushing it for us. Yeah. I think that Doom Patrol is really popular among a small fan base that thinks it's one of the best things on television and you should be watching it. But a lot of people don't agree with that, right? Yeah. I think that Harley Quinn is safe, the animated show. Oh, right. yeah, that's great. People yeah. will sign up to HBO Max for that, yeah. right? I think that Titans is... Un- Fortunately, safe, even though I think that they should scrap it and save those characters for other projects. Yeah. Um, I, they're making a Wonder Twins movie. Do I think that that's actually going to get made? I don't know. Is it weird that they're both white or, or that they're white? Yeah. I've always seen the Wonder Twins as being drawn Asian, 
So I think it's very odd that they cast two white people as the Wonder Twins, but that's fine. Um, okay. I did appreciate uh, that KJ Appa is uh, going to be, um, I don't know their names, guys. I'm not I'm not a Wonder Twins fan. Uh, but uh, I, I my favorite tweet about it was that I the plot of the Wonder Twins leaked. Um, um, yeah, and it's going to be about the, uh, the highs and lows of high school football. Um, oh, Jesus. Babamoose says, Scrap Titans keep Doom Patrol. Brendan Fraser deserves it. Yes, but Brendan Fraser is also going to be Firefly in the Batgirl movie, so, like, I'm happy there. Hmm. I don't know what my point is here. I feel like I've gotten away from a point in this. I just, I, I'm, I, I, I understand Warner Discovery coming into this new merger and going, hey, this isn't working. We're going to see some changes. We're going to see a lot of changes. That's that's the yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll get the Batman 2. Oh, yeah. I think it did well enough that we'll get the Batman 2. Yes. Uh, I think Black Adam will come out. I think Shazam 2 will come out. I think we might get Wonder Woman 3, maybe, if oh, Patty Jenkins wants to make it. God. Um, Honestly, with how bad they screwed up the second one, you just scrap it and start over. Aquaman 2 will come out, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Actually, KJ Appa is Samoan. Huh. Taylor Richardson. I did not know that. Very cool. Like KJ Appa from Riverdale? Yeah. Apparently he's like white passing, but is Samoan. Very cool. I did. I, cool. I, I right. had never heard that before. <clears throat> yeah, I did not. All right. Well, then I, I take it back. Uh, mm-hmm. There is. Um, I mean, when he's a-, a ginger, he looks very white. That's all. Sure, like, sure. He's white passing for I, sure. But yeah, I feel to like... say that he's a he's a white person is is inappropriate. Is incorrect. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, I, I would have had I no st- idea. I still think that if you look at the Wonder Twins, they are very much drawn uh, with Asian features mm-hmm. across their history. Never seen. Um, it, but yeah. And so I ju- I just think it was it's odd that they chose like KJ Appa and the blondie blonde girl. And that's not that's not the about her talent. Blonde girl. She might be great. Like I'm not I'm not saying they're not going to be good in the movie. Who it's you're just, talking about? I, I don't know her name. Oh. I, I just think it's really white or really white. I think it's really weird that right uh. now you would cast these characters who have just always kind of been coded as like the Asian super friends, the the two Asian characters on the super friends. Yeah, they've always been coded that way, and it's weird that they would like whitewash them. For HBO Max, when it seems like Warner has been going the other way and really trying to embrace diversity, mm-hmm. I, it's just the Wonder Twins are the weird characters to cast as white to me. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you wanted to have like one of your characters be white in the DCEU, I would have gone with Barbara Gordon since she's white in the comics, and then cast like the people of color in this movie. If if they're trying to do it, and and look, if you're yeah. doing like it's the best actor, no matter what, we don't care about race. Great. Then I... then it doesn't matter, right? Because you're yeah. just doing that, but. Um, if you're going by some idea of like quotas or something, it just this feels like the weird place to put the white people to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I have seen have you, them. So. Do you know who the Wonder Twins are? Let's pull no, them up. I like. I have absolutely no idea. All right, we're gonna get Clarus's reaction to the Wonder Twins immediately. Oh yeah, I don't know her. But like, that's the Wonder Twins. It's Spock and Lady Spock. Yeah. Okay. They're, they are actually based on on uh, Spock. Okay, I was like, they have the pointed ears, they have, like, sharp feature, like... But, like, they've always been drawn as... Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's just an interesting choice. It's not, right. like, it's not, like, technically whitewashing because they're aliens. Yeah. Like, they're not human characters. It's not like there's, like, a culture that's being ripped away from them. Right. They, this is just a weird place to put the white people. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Um... 
yeah, it's just, this is one of the few places where they could have cast people of color and no one would have been like, why are you race swapping on us? You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. That's what they are, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's weird. So um, it's a, yeah, it's an interesting choice. I mean, hopefully they crush it. I, Kijiapa I've only really seen in Riverdale and wow, Riverdale. He's in that Mockingbird movie that came out during the pandemic. Didn't Remember see? we did the trailer reaction for that? Oh. And we were very, it felt very uncomfy because it was like it too was close. too soon, yeah. yeah. Like, good on for working. Bird or Songbird or something? I, I don't remember. Yeah, I remember everybody when it came out. That was like one of the was... first trailers we reacted to. That yeah. was a long time ago. People were like, oh, this is too soon. Like, it, it was like way too on the nose because they called it COVID, <clears throat> didn't they? They literally were like, it's COVID. But it was, they were talking about it in the movie. Yeah, oh yeah, it was like COVID-23. COVID-20 something, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm yeah. pretty sure it was COVID-23. Um, oh, is there weird. actually yeah, any stories that take the Wonder Twins seriously? Not really. This movie might. <coughs> I guess we'll find out. Maybe the only it's thing I know really... about the Wonder Twins is that the guy can turn into a bucket of water, right? Okay. Maybe this will be a fun buddy comedy. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. I, I I don't care. It's going straight to HBO Max, so it's, I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, it's it's another movie. This one, like the Blue Beetle movie, that, that uh, Jaime Reyes is a big screen character. Okay, mm-hmm. Blue Beetle that 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 is big screen. Okay, Batgirl is a big screen character. These are not HBO Max original characters. These are your hitters. These are your big. These are your big people. Okay, you have a legion of young people who love Young Justice who will show up for Jaime Reyes. You have decades and generations of people who love Barbara Gordon and will show up to see her in theaters. Yeah. Those are big screen people. Yeah. Wonder Twins is an HBO Max movie. I get it. Yeah. You cast the cast of Riverdale. It's an HBO Max movie. That's fine. Put it on HBO Max. Nobody cares. But Batgirl should be on the big screen. I want to see it in IMAX. Brendan Fraser is your villain. You have the movie star of the aughts in your film. It should be a big screen feature. And I I, I, I just, I will die on this hill. Jaime Reyes. And I, I think they also said that Static Shock was going to be an HBO Max movie, which is garbage, which is just garbage garbage Mm -hmm. the worst decision static shock should be the character you build the entire dceu around he is your spider-man and you should treat him as such he should be the big movie this year or Mm -hmm. next year static shock is the potential of the entire dc universe there is not a better character to build around than him he is fun he is youthful he is like the the most visually poppy character that you have in some ways I think that Static Shock should be the cornerstone of building the next Justice League. It is crazy to me that he's not, and it is crazy to me that they would even think to put him on HBO Max. It's nuts. It's so stupid. Like, you should be taking your Milestone characters, because the Milestone universe is rad as hell. You should take them, you should build an entire movie franchise around them, because they're fantastic, they have not been overdone, and people love them. My, My whole generation grew up on that cartoon. We love Static. We will show up. Static and Icon should be at the very center of the next Justice League movie because they're different and they're fun. And Icon versus Superman would be incredible. People would show up. You would make billions of dollars. And they're not doing... They're like, eh, Static Shock is HBO Max. It would be like if Spider-Man No Way Home premiered on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. You'd be like, what are you doing? Like, why? Why would you do that to yourself? I'm sorry. I just... I, I the, 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 the Discovery. Now that you have control. This is our plea. This is not my plea. This is me telling you how to run your company (laughs) and not lose money. Do not put Static Shock on HBO Max. 
put it in a movie theater. It will make money. I promise you if it is not trash, it will make money because we love Static. We love him. He is amazing. Kick out all the Warner Brothers executives who are gonna put him on HBO Max. That's good. They're dumb. <laughs> Static Shock is a big screen character and I will hear no arguments to the contrary. Right. Anyway, my thought. <laughs> we talked way too much about this. Eh, we had a good talk. Shall we move on? Yeah, we had a good we had a good chat. Alright, let's move on to some made-up news, ladies and gentlemen. It's been three weeks since we've had my favorite segment. My this is my favorite part of the whole week, is just watching my wife struggle. Um uh, I was about to make a very inappropriate joke that I'm not gonna make now. Um uh Wow. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the best part of my week. Clarus makes up the news. Great. I love that for me. Thanks. <clears throat> yep. I'm going to steal some of that. Thank Do you. It. Do it. Um. Um. The news the news yep uh <laughs> D, D is different i D, D, I get to play off of other people okay i'm here for you to play i off can't them. oh yeah yeah i say clarus makes up the news and then you make it up right okay the <laughs> news uh the news <clears throat> the news is that um we're getting static shock Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just, uh, just got this in right here. I have the, 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 the updates on Static Shock for y'all. Um, okay. Direct from Discovery Executives. Um, oh, wow. So we're going to get to see Static Shock in his natural habitat. Um, yeah, what city is that? Um, it's uh, in the middle of lightning storms. So Static Shock exists when lightning strikes. And we're gonna get to watch him, um, you know, hunt down the people on his list who killed his uncle uh, Neb. And uh, you're gonna you're gonna learn how Static Shock um, grows up to to forgive people even when they do wrongs. Um, <laughs> so so so, is this happening on the CW? And is it called Arrow? No, no, it's a documentary from Discovery. Um, so it's going to be like a lot of rolling <laughs> shots and Benedict Cumberbatch is going to narrate it. <laughs> He's going to call it, uh, probably not Static Shock because sometimes he pronounces words wrong. So who's playing our dear boy Static Shock in this? Static Shock is actually, uh, going to be played by, um... Um, oh god, Be very careful. No, he's going to be played by, um... Uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, I had a good one. <clears throat> He's going to be played by uh, the sheriff from The Mandalorian. Yeah. The sheriff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The sheriff. Timothy Oliphant? Oh, that's the one. I was like, it's not Timothy Finley. It's not Timothy Chalamet. It's uh, Timothy Oliphant. Do you know Oliphant. who Static Shock is? Absolutely no idea. Yeah, but it's going to be played by Timothy Oliphant. Um, he's, uh, he's got the legs for it. You know, everyone's all about Static Shock's legs, so. We're usually so against whitewashing on this show, and yet here you are having Timothy oh, no. Oliphant play a teenage black boy. Great. 
Great. I'm canceled. Is is Timothy Oliphant gonna have the like classic dreads look from the cartoon? No, because that would uh, be inappropriate. <laughs> Remember when I was like, "Who's played Static?" and then I said, "Be careful." Yeah, I didn't realize. <laughs> I thought it was just near and dear to your heart, and I didn't want to like offend you. But now I just offended all uh, comic the world book lovers. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Timothy how... Oliphant promises to keep the helmet on the entire Static Shock movie. That's the thing. That's Hollywood. That's what they do. They take people of color and they cast white people. That's like very if unbrand. If Timothy Oliphant were to play Static Shock, <coughs> I think that like there would be riots in the streets. And if there wasn't, it would just be me rioting by myself. <laughs> and I love Timothy Oliphant. Wow. I You have no idea who Static Shock is, do you? Literally no clue. You were like, he's the Spider-Man. And so I was like, I'm going to just... And so you thought Timothy Oliphant? What? Why did you think I called him the Spider-Man? Because it'd be funny. I thought I'd pick an old guy. <laughs> Comedy. Oh, we're so, showing me Static Shock. I love this. Um... Uh, but yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch is still this narrating. Is wow, wow, yeah, that's doesn't look anything like Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> Great, I crushed it. It's gonna be played by Drake. They changed their mind. I, you know what? They changed I their mind. I think that more people would be upset about Drake playing <laughs> Static Shock than Timothy Oliphant. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's gonna be Drake. <laughs> Morgan Freeman is Static Shock. If you had Morgan, wait, 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 wait. He lives but in the six. If you had Morgan Freeman as like old Static, like at the beginning and end of the movie, being like narrating, narrating the story of it, the it could actually be pretty incredible. It's a discovery documentary, so he would narrate the the times of your life. No, yeah. the the Static Shock movie is gonna be made well because Michael B. Jordan is producing it, and I know ah. I trust Michael B. Jordan. I think that he's a fantastic filmmaker, and Fair I'm enough. so excited to see his Creed three. <laughs> Uh, with him directing it. Um, Sex Monkey, we actually talked about The Weekend of Static Shock. Interesting. As like a like YouTube video concept idea. Yeah, we did talk about you not having content. We did talk about that. We or, never made it into a show, but... Yeah, we talked about me like either like casting movies with having absolutely no context to them at all, or you showing me a movie poster and I have to make up the plot of the movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We did talk about these things, but they never actually... Came around. Um, all right, let's uh, well, let's move on from this. Oh wow. no, Static Shock is gonna be um, Chris Rock. <laughs> Just can't wait to watch him get smacked in the face. Um, all right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to talk about the weekend box office. Uh, let's pull this up here. Where is the? You're welcome. <clears throat> uh, ladies and gentlemen, number one this weekend, unsurprisingly, was. The Secrets of Dumbledore, Fantastic Beasts 3. You're looking at that number, you're seeing $43 million. You're probably thinking, you know what? That's that's not the worst. It's, that's not, not that's not the, the worst. worst. Um, unfortunately, it's not great for the franchise. Uh, it's about a 33% drop from the second movie and uh, the, like a little over 40% drop from the opening weekend of the first movie. Uh, and so that can't be the return that they were hoping for. Uh, but it hasn't completely fallen off a cliff the way that people thought, considering... J.K. Rowling's um, uh, just stance on the world and Ezra Miller being in the film uh, with those recent controversies. Also, the controversy around Johnny Depp being fired after the second movie uh, was, uh, you know, there were a lot of people wondering if people were going to boycott this movie over Johnny Depp's firing. 
obviously that didn't happen to the tune of uh that much of the previous movie going public uh what'll be really interesting to see here is whether or not secrets of dumbledore holds at all or if the entire audience for this film uh kind of just showed up opening weekend and then it kind of and it'll die hard die hard the way that morbius <laughs> did in its second weekend dropping 74 percent. i i can totally see that happening uh sonic 2 though held really well sonic dropped 58 percent uh to pull in 30 million dollars uh sonic did cross the 100 million dollar mark this weekend domestically and only its second weekend of release uh paramount has to be super Super pleased with that number. That's a really awesome second week for them. Last City uh, stays in number three this weekend, uh, dropping only 28% to 6.5 million. Uh, that movie's doing really well. 88 million internationally with a low budget. Uh, they have to be happy there. Everything Everywhere All at Once expanded into a uh, wide release this weekend uh, and pulled in $6.1 million. People are saying that this is the movie of the year. Um, and I We're cannot wait to, to see, see it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm so excited. I love Michelle Yeoh so much. If you guys remember how much I was talking about how much I loved her during the Shang Chi release, uh, mm -hmm. I just I cannot wait to finally get a time out. We might go in Calgary. Yeah, and time. A, a surprise to me, uh, Father Stu uh, came in number five here. <clears throat> I think a surprise to most people. I think most people expected Morbius to hold for um, at least one more week in the top five, but uh, the Mark Wahlberg. Father Stu picture did manage to edge it out by over a million dollars coming at 5.7. Morbius completely fell off with 4.7 million this weekend. Bye. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, let's keep talking about this, but I'm going to pull that down. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that $43 million is uh, a win for Fantastic Beasts 3? I mean, not really. Like, I'm sure that they are not happy with that. Your, 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 like, your series should grow in popularity and not steadily decline. Like, I feel like yeah. that's a pretty good indicator that people are less and less interested in seeing it, you know? Yeah. Um, and um, we have also heard that <clears throat> they, the end of this movie is potentially like a, 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 like a like ending ending. We have not, we, we should say we haven't seen it. We we're have not, not going to see it. We have seen it and we don't, we're not going. But we are, we are we have committed to not enriching J.K. Rowling in any way. Yeah, um, and so we're only talking about it because we have to for the box office. Um, but we are not in any way interested in patronizing no. her work. No, we are not going to see it. But I think Warner Brothers could easily be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the end. Moving on. So that they don't have to deal with any of this anymore. Well, and I think that, like, it's tough, right? Because I think that even back when there was excitement for this franchise, they, they were like, it's five movies. And everyone went, why? Who? make a good movie first and then like maybe figure it out from there but like they were so gung-ho and i think that jk rowling's idea was five movies but they were so yeah. gung-ho on five movies right from the get-go and before they knew if anyone cared yeah and i i think that you know the opening weekend of the first movie was 74 million dollars mm -hmm. that's not terrible but well, that's I was pre pandemic for it pre-pandemic pre pre and like the first harry potter movie back right yeah and it, it didn't cross 100 million opening weekend like that it wasn't great. It didn't do particularly well. I guess. I mean, I yeah, I liked it. I showed up because I was like, I'm a oh, Harry Potter fan. I, I enjoyed the first one enough, but like the uh, the fact that it came back with only seventy four million dollars. That's it's just for, for for that franchise that wasn't huge. And so yeah. the clearly there was an audience that was willing to give it a chance. But the question was, did the and first one do enough to? you know, build a new franchise. Because mm -hmm. I think, didn't, like, the seventh Harry Potter movie a couple years earlier make, like, 200 and, like, 
a 220 million opening weekend? Um, like it probably made crazy money. Like I, 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 I can't see it making anything less than 200. Like, um, the opening weekend for Deathly Halls Part 2 was $169 million. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, that's still... Um, and that was... So then five years later, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them made less than half that. Yeah. So, like, the excitement for this franchise was never really there. And then the opening weekend for Crimes of Grindelwald mm -hmm. dropped $12 million from the first one. And then they dropped another $20 million from that, right? Yeah. And so you just have to imagine the... Holy crap, the worldwide box office for Deathly Hallows Part 2. 1.4 million, yeah. It's the only one that crossed a billion dollars. 1.4 billion, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Fantastic Beasts, the first one, 800 million and 811 million worldwide over its whole run. Fantastic Beasts 2, 651. Ooh, that, that's a drop. A drop like, of 170 million dollars, yeah. right? Yeah. And then Fantastic Beasts 3, like, it's at 193 million for the, uh, right now. Uh, it's doing well worldwide, but you have to imagine, like... 43 for domestic opening is not... <clears throat> Here's the thing. If this movie gets... If, if we continue that drop off, like, the way that it's going. Yeah. If this movie gets to 500 million worldwide, mm -hmm. then Fantastic Beast 3 will be a financial failure. It will have lost money because... What? It says the budget is 200. So production budget means that that's how much the studio spent. Which okay. means that if they make 400 million domestically, they will break even and make nothing. Because domestically... Typically, obviously, some deals are different, but 50% goes to the movie theater and 50% goes to the theater. It goes to the company that makes the movie. Mm -hmm. So if they make 400 million domestically, they get 200 million of that. Now, the production budget right. does not include the marketing budget. Yeah. The marketing for this movie has probably been crazy because of COVID. They've probably spent $150 million worldwide on marketing. So the budget is probably closer to $350 million. Yeah. Now, if you take that internationally, there are markets where you don't even get 50%. China... The, the American distributor gets 30% of the box office in China. Damn. So that that worldwide number has to be, usually people say that your worldwide has to be at least 2.5 times your production budget to break even. Mm -hmm. To pay for your production budget and your marketing budget. Mm -hmm. So in order for the Fantastic Beasts to break even, if they had a low production budget, they would have to make $500 million worldwide. Right? Yeah. And I'm not willing to bet that that will actually break even for them. Yeah. They, right? Yeah. I'm willing to bet they need to make $600 million to make a dime on this. Yeah. This might be the, this might be the last one. So. And so, the, and so you know, it, it, it gets to this point where it's like, if this movie fails, they're not going to make two more. No. God, no. There, no. There's no reason to. That's so much money to spend just to loot. Like, there's, there's no reason. That's so much money to have to deal with the hassle of like working around the controversies. <laughs> like that's they're not gonna bother. Um yeah. Uh so Jimmer says I found out today that Rowling writes under new books under the pen name Robert Galbraith. Turns out Robert Galbraith Heath was a mid twentieth century psychiatrist that invented conversion therapy. I'm not surprised. She's trash. Yeah. She sucks. There's a reason then, why we won't go see those movies. There's a yeah. reason why we've said don't go see like, you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm not willing to support that woman mm -hmm. um even though you know uh, undeniably i i had great joy in my childhood from stuff that she made mm -hmm. i'm not gonna lie and say that like i always hated harry potter i loved harry potter as oh a kid. yeah it meant so much to us and it is just a 
freaking tragedy. But it's that she's now. a monster. And um, I, Marisa says, I heard China edited out the gay from there were Fantastic Piece. Two lines? Yeah, they edited about six seconds out. Yeah, there, there were two lines that were taken out. It is still obviously very much implied, the relationship, but there were two lines or something that went a bit too far. And yeah, China. I'm going to push back out. on Fabu Moose here really quick because Fabu Moose says almost every single cast member of Fantastic Beasts is surrounded by some controversy as well. This is not true. Mads Mikkelsen is. He's a treasure. He's a treasure. Jude Law. I, is, I, I please think... tell me there's no controversy around Jude Law. I love Yeah, him. please don't. Oh, God. <clears throat> but. But a lot of the main cast, I mean, I mean Johnny Depp was <coughs> well, and they cut out um, Ezra Miller. They, they, I've heard that they basically cut out the one, the Eddie the, Redmayne, like Eddie Redmayne played the Danish girl. Yeah. Like, talk yeah. about not doing great for trans people. Well, but that's what I mean. Um, like, who's the who's the girl, the 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 female lead of the first movie? The female lead, oh, the brunette. Yeah. In like Aurora. Yeah, so she was very adamantly opposed to um, Catherine Watterson yeah. as Por, Por, Porpa, what? Porpent, Porpentina? Her name is Porpentina? Oh, that's why everyone calls her Tina. Her name is Porpentina. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Catherine Watterson was basically cut out of the movie, apparently, because she was she like really came out against J.K. Rowling's stance. I remember that she had come out against it, but we haven't gone to see the movie, so I, I wouldn't have known that she was... That's a uh, woof. Yeah. Literally, like, if you search Catherine Watterson right now, the, the top um, things are always... What happened to Catherine Watterson in Watterson's character in Fantastic Beasts 3? Why is Tina Hardly barely in Fantastic Beasts 3? Her absence makes no sense. Oh my god. Yeah, this whole thing is controversial. So yeah. Jeremy says Eddie Redmayne is lovely though. I don't know. I don't know him. I, I just I've know that like the Danish him, girl. But... If you're if you're the actor who played the Danish girl and you're in the movie that's written by the woman who doesn't like trans people, it's just a weird look. Yeah. Those two things together. Yeah, it it doesn't look good for you, unfortunately. But um Yeah. Oh yeah. Mads Mikkelsen is making commercials for non-alcoholic beer that is borderline treason in Denmark. Non-alcoholic beer. Oh no. Oh, hey, yeah. if that's the worst thing he's ever done, and I'll take Controversial. it. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And also, like the second it's, Fantastic Beast movie is just not good. It's kind of a mess. Yeah. I rem I like I stood up at the end of that movie in the theater, and I was like, "What the, f like wh wh what? No." No. I just, my favorite part is when Johnny Depp turns to Ezra Miller and goes, you're a Dumbledore, Harry. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no. Screw J.K. Rowling. I don't know. Uh, but apparently McGonagall is die. still there despite being uh, negative eight. So, so like, you know what? We screwed up. We're going to dig our heels in harder because that's how you win arguments. Um. So uh, the, other, the other failure I want to talk about is mm. Morbius. Bye. How disappointing is this $4.7 million in its third weekend? So it's sad. Domestic is $65 million. Morbius is not going to make $100 million. Oh, God, no. I didn't think it would. It was so bad, and everyone talked about how bad it was. It was memed for that whole week on Twitter. Yeah. Like, like meme. Like, my favorite one was like, it was like, Goku, let's find some place where there's nobody around so we can fight. And they go to a theater showing Morbius. And I was yeah. like, wow. Yeah. Uh, wild. Yeah, we saw it preview, like, like, preview Thursday night, and there were, like, ten people in the theater. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Um, you know what they should have done with the Fantastic Beasts prequels? Yeah. Not made them Fantastic Beasts. Just, like, who needs Newt Scamander? Make it a gay 
uh, like a gay school romance <laughs> between Gellert and Dumbledore. Go full Call Me By Your Name, right? And it's like Gellert and Dumbledore in their final year at Hogwarts. And it's just like, like it's Bridgerton level, like subtle well, note you know... passing. And then like it culminates in a really steamy gay sex scene in the prefect's bathroom. I love it. I mean, that could actually be very interesting because you know the tragedy of it like later on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's oh, yeah, actually yeah. like so much you could do with that. And I think people will show up for Hogwarts. I think because like these movies. Well, like, I mean, people still want to play that Hogwarts Legacy game, even though the villains are oh, the God. goblins who want rights. The goblins want rights at, to be treated like people. You must Let's shut them down. I, I I can't get over that. Like I understand that the goblin rebellions are part of the like lore of Harry Potter, right? But to make the video game, you're a child who becomes a soldier in a war against the goblin rebellions. Against goblins trying to so fight for strange. rights. Like yeah. It would it would be the equivalent of like it's the Avengers, but it's set during the Civil War, and you're fighting for the South. And you're like, why? Why? Yeah, what the hell? What, like, why? Oh, man. I heard Mads Mikkelsen is trying to replace Amber Heard in Aquaman 2. <laughs> <laughs> did you Actually, hear? Did you it's going to be me. Um, Amber Heard was almost cut out of uh, Aquaman 2 and not for being controversial. Wait, really? Yeah, apparently there, was, there were like some leaked memos that said that Warner Brothers thought that Amber Heard and Jason Momoa had no chemistry. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. I've had many people ask Warner Brothers. I'll do it. Uh, you don't even have to pay me. It's, uh, it's Jason Momoa. I'm sorry, babe. Um, but like, I don't, I don't care. If, as long I'm as I can watch, I'm. You can do whatever you want to Jason Momoa. Someone tweet at Warner Brothers, please, and let them know I'm ready. But yeah, apparently, um, apparently, I'm a good swimmer. Warner Brothers was concerned about a lack of chemistry between the two of them in the first movie. Well, because Jason Momoa is probably like, you kind of suck. Like, yeah, he seems like that kind of like that kind of guy. Like, ooh, no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, y'all. It's such a mess. Warner Brothers is a mess right now. Yeah, so Jim, the 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 uh, the storyline of Hogwarts Legacy is uh, horrendous. Um, yeah. You can go look at that in your own time if you would like to be sad. It's just it's and there was a TikTok that cracked me up where someone was like, "It's crazy that right now the Wizarding World storylines that they're telling are main car characters are stopping a wizard who's trying to stop the Holocaust, and main character is a wizard who's trying to stop." The goblins from, from getting rights from the wizards. And it's yeah. like, why is this the whole focus of the wizarding world? Yeah, it's What so is weird. happening over at the wizarding world that they're like, what if we subtly put our characters on the wrong side of... Yeah. And like, Grindelwald's wrong? <coughs> Mm -hmm. <coughs> but you don't have to tell that story. Like, the story, it's not like they... No one put a gun to their head and were like, you have to make a story about the Goblin Rebellions. They were like, you know what would be a good... You know what would be a good antagonist? Yeah mistreated characters who want rights and you know who we're gonna make be your companion in that a house elf who is enslaved to you is gonna be your like buddy in your the video game yep. like it's just it's, but they're it's, happy being slaves i i know but like it's such hermione a... was right okay. oh hermione was of course right when was hermione wrong hermione name one wrong. time hermione's never wrong but honestly the way it's written in those books like it feels like J.K. Rowling thought she was wrong. Oh, J.K. Rowling does not like other women. Yeah. Despite the fact that she claims to stand up for them. Only certain women. Only women that meet her standards. <laughs> Only women while they're in the bathroom. Gossiping and doing girl stuff. <laughs> so I'm hugging my Wheel of Time <clears throat> books after this. Yeah, please don't take that away from us. No, they won't. Uh, here's the thing. No, it, no, no. It's fine. It's just funny. Like, this beloved thing... 
Oh, it's yeah. just been ruined. Like, but here's the thing: Robert Jordan's dead. Yeah, <laughs> not, you know he can't do anything to. Um, I I think that it is acceptable to separate the art from the artist if they're dead. Yeah, well, because he's not getting the money from it. Like, I think that like if you create something inspired by Lovecraft, Lovecraft was a horrible racist, and I'm never going to defend him. Right. But like the but world that he built inspired dead. a lot of cool stuff, and yeah. he's not financially profiting off of it, so I don't care as much. Yeah. J.K. Rowling is actively financially profiting off of this stuff and using, and using that... that platform to ruin the lives of trans people who I love. Yeah. So I, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to give her my money. No. There are too many trans people in my life who I adore. Mm -hmm. Family members. You know what I mean? Like there's people I like li literal love. Not like, and, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but like the way that I say I love you to the community online. Mm -hmm. It is different I mean, than like, familial. Real, like, like, they, like I would take a bullet for them kind of love. Yeah. I'm not going, you know, like, of course I'm not going to give money to J.K. Rowling. not take a bullet for Fabu? Fabu, maybe. <laughs> Fabu I'm and teasing. Monkey. I'm teasing. And Muddles. <laughs> That's it. Everybody else, you're shit out of luck. Sorry. You can take your own bullets. <laughs> wow. Well, we wouldn't have the book club without Monkey, really. Like, Ellen and Dakuna are, like, the lieutenants, but Monkey's the general of that yeah, yeah, endeavor. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, you're funny. Yeah. They know. They understand. Walt Disney himself well, is not super great either. Walt Disney is dead. He's I also dead. I don't care. Yeah. Walt Disney currently, the company, not perfect. Let's not, let's not like no. pretend that they're the greatest thing ever. I just am also, like, corporations are complicated and Ugh. I think that ultimately I think Disney does more good than bad. I hope. I hope, yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. Walt Disney was not that bad. He only killed one person. He, <laughs> Jesus. No, nobody dies in Disney. Nobody dies in Disney. Nobody. Yeah, nobody dies in Disneyland. No. They all die at this one hospital just on the edge. It's very weird. Yeah, it's very strange. Walt Disney is dead, but that could change. Oh my God, don't say that. We don't need... Could you imagine if he woke up <coughs> and he saw what the world was like? Could you imagine what his company... Yeah, anyways. I, here's, here's the thing, though, right? Like, he would have no context for anything. Like, none of it would make He's sense. so weird. And so that's why it's hard to judge. Like, uh, I, I don't know what Walt Disney's, what the world was like when he grew up. I never experienced anything like it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so for me to sit here and be like, well, he should have known better. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's complicated. Yeah. Obviously, I wish he did. Yeah. But like at the same time, I can't go back 80 years and understand anything about the world. Yeah. I don't under, I, I barely understand shit that happened in my childhood. And I was there for it. And people like, not nobody back then, but like people back then, like, critical thinking wasn't an uh, uh, something that w people placed emphasis on to teach people well and right it was your work you do you go to work you do your thing you make your money you have a family and you be happy and that that's you know it's yeah here's here's my thought on it there was a time when meeting people with a different experience from yours was a hard thing to do yeah. and so i i can kind of understand why empathy was more difficult back then i am more willing to just kind of not give a shit about dead people mm -hmm. than i am to forgive living people for still failing to have that kind of empathy yeah it is too easy to go online and watch a video from somebody else's perspective learn a little bit about them and stop being a shitty person there's just too much available to you to still live in a world where you don't understand what a trans person is it, there, there's just there's too much yeah available yeah 
it, it, it is really hard to put perspective on people who are dead. And I'm not lifting Walt Disney up as a good person. I'm yeah. just saying that, like, I'm not going to judge modern Disney stuff based on a man who's been dead for 70 years. Yeah. I don't... I don't care about Walt Disney. Yeah. I, he's not my hero. He's not my idol. I'm wearing a shirt with a bunch of Disney villains on it right now. Walt Disney matters none to me. He yeah. is literal dust underground. Like there's no, but there's nothing no, about him. No, he's an ice cube in the freezer. He doesn't affect me at all. There are Walt yeah. Disney movies from that era that I think should be burnt and never shown again. Song of the South is literal trash. But I'm not going to say that like, I'm not going to go see the new Spider-Man movie because they made Song of the South 80 that a bunch of people who are dead made a movie that I'm never going to watch. Yeah, yeah, Right? Like, the, the corporation of Walt Disney is not a reflection of the man yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'm saying that right now where Disney is struggling with what to do about the don't say gay bill, right? But, mm -hmm. what? Yeah. 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 Um. I don't know. I just, I think that we need to, I think that we need to just accept that when people die, they're dead. Yeah. And that, uh... You're dead, you're dead. The things that they make should go into the public domain after that. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think that, like, if Disney were to, like, change its name so that it's not Disney anymore, it should just be the Mickey Company. The Mickey. No, it'd be, I don't know, it'd be weird. It's Disney. It would be. It, yeah, it'd just be weird. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like we went a little long today. Oopsie. Oopsie. We also didn't talk about a whole thing we were going to talk about, but whatever. Oh, what did we not talk about? We didn't talk about some Kenobi stuff. That's not really news. It's just going to be speculative and fun. But like, oh, we got to the end of the show. Y'all, this yeah. is the end of the nightly morning show. This show was a little bit different than our usual. Yeah, we kind of had a more angry. conversations this time. But hopefully you guys liked it. <clears throat> I railed against Warner Brothers and J.K. Rowling and mm -hmm. Disney and was anybody and Elon Musk. I, this was just me complaining for an hour. Why are any of you still here? Yes, how dare you? <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Y'all, thanks for a great show. This one was fun. Uh, did you have fun, Arus? I did have fun. Do you want to do the outro for us? Do I want to do the outro? That means you got to like the video. If you're here, you like it. You do mm -hmm. the thing. And if you want to come back, uh, Nightly Morning Show is usually Monday mornings at 11 a.m., but we're also going to be in Calgary, so it happens when it happens. Um, we did react to uh, the new Thor trailer. We're going to drop that link for you right now. Please just give it a click. You don't even have to watch it if you don't want to. Just like click on it. Let it play in the background. Give it a like. Um, it would mean a lot to us. Um, as always, you can follow us all across the internet. I'm at Clars Polaris. I'm Nerdy Nightly. <laughs> you nailed it, babe. Yeah. And um, as always. Do something nerdy tonight. Bye. Sorry, I was trying to pull up the links the and link. stuff. I Go click you. on it. Go, Go click, click on the link. Do it. Bye.